Isn't that what we're here for? To find Scary? What was that? She's not telling us the whole story at room 11. Whew, that was spooky, man. Spooky news. Spooky news. Uh, so yeah, we found out that, uh, that Bryce Golfman is actually <laughs> Rick Gizzy. Oh, I fucking love that. That sounds like a jazz musician. We let him win the hot dog winning, eating contest, so he's Gizzy the Glizzy Gobbler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's no longer great. No longer Ultra Beta. He is Gizzy the Glizzy Gobbler. And I want to get Bryce Golfman, Gizzy the Guzzler. <laughs> Gizzy the Glizzy Gobbler. Kizzy the Glizzy Gobbler on our <laughs> podcast. I want to. I'm gonna reach out to him and see if he fucking takes the bait. Also, Aaron got married again. <laughs> big step in wedding. Our big step in boys smiling. That big old smile. <laughs> no longer a chubby young boy that was his relationship ruined by Bobby Mackey's. That's right. That's right. Holy fuck. Zach is going to make them go back to Bobby Mackey's right after this. Oh, definitely. Watch. Yeah. And he's going to bring her too. He's going to be like, <laughs> he's going to be flirting with her the whole time. <laughs> One of our favorite listeners, Juniper, noticed that uh, in the pictures of Aaron's wedding, Zach is the only one who's not wearing a suit. Oh my god, I saw that. What a fucking ass. <laughs> what the fuck? No, don't, dude. Listen, man. No, this don't, dude. Do he just wants to look unique. <laughs> like, he oh wants someone who wants to stand out at the wedding. Dress like a fucking, like, mortician or something. Go, like, gothic. He's worn a suit. He wore a suit for the pictures that he took for his mu museum. I am literally looking at the cover of Dark World because there will be a Bible study in this episode, Eric. <laughs> and he is wearing a suit and top hat that... <laughs> while not necessarily wedding appropriate, would be better than just sh showing up looking like a fucking schmuck. Actually, I mean, we would have also torn him to bits if he had shown up in a top hat like a fucking dandy fop. Because that would be amazing. This podcast is not set up for Zach to win in our eyes. No. At all. No. We're going to make fun of him regardless, but the the dandy fop suit with a top hat and a monocle and a cane and like a, a like a bunch of spooky jewelry would at least be more respectful for his quote-unquote best friend. He showed up like it was an afterthought. Which, I don't know, maybe it was. Maybe Aaron was like, oh god, I gotta invite him. I'll, I'll wait till the last second. Yeah, he's just like, hey, I don't know if you're doing anything, but like, I don't know, I've just got like a little thing going on. It's like kind of just like getting married, <laughs> I guess. And... Zach shows up, not in a suit. During the toasting, he takes like 20 Whoa! minutes just to fucking be like, all right, we're here to celebrate Aaron, my butt bitch, uh, JK Aaron. You know, there's no one I know as big of a fuck up as Aaron. Yeah. You know, but at least he did something good this time. At least he did something good this time. You're pretty hot. I like that. You're pretty hot. You're like way out of his league with that bowling ball head. <laughs> Am I right? Vulture mine, represent. Also, one more thing. Did you see uh, Conjuring Kesha? No. I sent you a link. Oh, you didn't see? Oh, I didn't send you the link. I just put it on the no, fucking Instagram. No, you just said we just said watch it. Yeah. Dude. Tell me about it. It's a fucking, it's, it's Ghost Adventures with Kesha. Oh my God, we gotta and watch her, that. And her like hilarious posse of like rich gays. 
I love that. Yes. I think we need to bust into that. Yeah, we've got a lot to look forward to. We've got the uh, Kristen, Kristen Stewart Ghost Adventure show coming up. Uh, yeah. We've got Conjuring Kesha. I mean, I'm so happy that the interest in ghost hunting has swapped from super, super duper hetero bros to like... Like pop stars and gays, I love Fun it. Fun gays, pop stars, and witches. That's, that's what. So that's good. who should be in here. Oh, absolutely. Uh, to quote my my favorite Lord of the Rings side character, the age of men is over. <laughs> the time of the queers is at hand. <laughs> I am no man. <laughs> Oh my god, you just sounded so much like uh, uh, the Shockmaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're cutting deep, yes. I am the Shockmaster. Shockmaster. <laughs> <laughs> you want a piece of me? Come and get me. Fucking kills me every single time. <laughs> I showed that I showed that to some people who'd never seen it before and it murdered. Oh, I mean that's like the the great days of wrestling. <laughs> we can't talk too much more about this or this will turn into a wrestling podcast. You're speaking <laughs> my other language. <laughs> oh god. Oh. Uh, Anyways, yeah. before, I'm not going to go off. There's I want to add, but I'm not going to go off. We should talk about this fucking episode. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh my god, I'm starting to shake, man. Just don't open yourself up to them. Quiet, man. Do not say you're starting to shake. Okay. Don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here! Do it! Stop running! Go back in. Do not run! Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of him. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark, the only podcast that can say this is a real paranormal challenge. A real paranormal challenge <laughs> is, is this, this po- podcast. <laughs> I'm Joel Kleinberger. And I'm Eric Hoofnagel. And Eric, the fucking beach vacation is over. It's done. <laughs> this is anything but a vacation. Uh, the boys are back to taking it seriously as they are in the desert of Arizona investigating the vulture mine. This is a very dangerous lockdown. Let's go walk through some rivers. For this lockdown, we're gonna be stranded in the middle of absolute nowhere. Nowhere, nowhere. In central Arizona's ghost town of Vulture City. Two big steps with the boots Watch on. This, bro. Oh. <laughs> okay, just watching this episode, made me download Red Dead Redemption again. <laughs> because, yeah. like, the just the, the way they talk about this old ghost town, this, like, boom town gold mining, where it was just, like, people were getting fucking shot, and, like, it's called the Vulture Mine, and it just sounds so hardcore. Well, uh, and just like Red Dead Redemption, uh, in my research... It does sound like a lot of the stories that are put forth by nobody who's a historian <laughs> in this episode. Yeah, 
yeah. are as fictional and mm. filled with tall tale funness oh. as most of the stories out of the Old West. God damn it. This bind has a history, according specifically from one of our main guests, uh, Craig Johnson, paranormal investigator and professional thick boy. A classically built paranormal investigator. <laughs> Yeah, every single person in here looks like they could be on the Spectre Force. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Spectre Force. Spectre. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the non-silent E at the end. You know, Craig Johnson sets up Vulture Mine as this boomtown filmed with crime. And Zach is like, people were here because of greed. And it's like, I mean, they were here trying to get money. Yeah, Zach, you're doing the same thing. But with a but with a show hunting ghosts, you know, like the future's weird. Back then, we just had gold. The the hypocrisy of Zach in the <laughs> vault of the assay's office, where he, with his like haughty, fake tan, spiked hair album cover for like a, a emo uh, band, yeah. saying money is greed and money and gold they can kill you as he makes a show for profit profiting off of the stories of this place yeah is not lost on me <laughs> yeah no it's bullshit yeah you smell that it smells really bad that does right there oh it smells like like horse <laughs> they were drawn by opportunity or greed and it's like, I don't know, what's the difference back then? Well, what's the difference now? It's like... Yeah, I guess greed is just technically when you've got more than enough and you just start fucking over people so that you can get more. I, I can attest that the predominantly Mexican population of that mine town <laughs> that was paid <laughs> less yes. money than the white people oh, that yeah. also worked the same mine were not greedy. <laughs> they were just trying to live. Yes, those people were there for opportunity. The white people there were for greed. Oh, like he tells this whole story about like, eight miners consumed by greed tried to go <laughs> in the mine with burrows and they collapse the mine. Okay, you have one story where it's like the guy who worked at the assayer's office was skimming thousands of dollars from the workers. And then you have a story about workers trying to break into the mine to get some extra gold. Like, that's not greed. That's fucking survival at that point, man. Like, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, but it's like, it's like, um, it's, it's almost like the mines of Moria. You know, where it's like, they dug too deep. It's like almost like an old moral tale, you know? Oh, yeah, that was written by a German child book author. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who hated children. <laughs> I love German fairy tales because everyone is just like, and then the kids died. The end. Uh <laughs> Unlike the fucking Dr. Seuss shit that fucking Zach pulled out early on. <laughs> this is a real ghost town. A real ghost town is this place. Here, to the left, there's ghosts. To the right, more ghosts. Ghosts everywhere and within. Ghost, ghost, ghost. Go, go, ghost, go quick. Ghost goes quick, and this town is in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere is this town. <laughs> nowhere around this town is anything other than nowhere, and nowhere is where this town is. Fucking Zach is trying to, like, pull out so many, like, profound one-liners throughout this entire episode, <laughs> and each one falls so flat. Witches and Warlocks, play the home game. See if I got my count right. I counted every time Zach 
implied or explicitly said that this town is in the middle of nowhere and i got to 10 10 (laughs) full mentions of him talking about how desolate isolated and in the middle of nowhere this whole town is i'm gonna whisper right now because we are in the middle of nowhere we are in the middle of nowhere this is a real ghost town a real ghost town is this place with nothing but desolation for miles and miles all around us. This is a real ghost town. A real ghost town does not have electricity. A real ghost town doesn't have hotels. A real ghost town is this place. In the middle of absolute nowhere. 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 He's almost like a fucking like local radio <laughs> commercial for a fucking monster truck rally. Like, <laughs> nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. Vulture by. <laughs> Come see the grave digger, digger, digger. <laughs> you'll pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. <laughs> you missed your calling, Joel. Witches and warlocks out there, if you happen to run a local radio show and there are small circuit monster truck shows you need a voice for, just listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> listen here. I am the shockmaster. <laughs> <laughs> As at the, you want a piece uh, the, of me. the fact that the audio plays as this chubby man has stumbled through a wall with a glittery stormtrooper <laughs> helmet that's falling off of his head. <laughs> it's, so, it's so good. <laughs> Which is Warlocks, just type in Shockmaster on YouTube. It's going to be the first result. Uh, Treat yourself. Just gorgeous. And, and speaking of a treat, I want to do a short Bible study. Oh, fantastic. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Did you just hear a voice? Oh my I was perusing Dark World, the first biography by Zach Bagans. And I didn't notice this at first. There is a whole section called Fast Facts About Zach. (gasps) Damn! Fucking good find. His FAQ. He says, I get some of the weirdest questions, and I like to dispel a few myths and throw out some fast facts about me. Number one. I've never worshipped the devil, studied the secrets of voodoo, or drunk blood for protection from evil spirits. (laughs) Okay, I like that little caveat at the end. Where he's like, no, I never did any of that for protection. Yeah, there's still plenty of other opportunities for you to be drinking blood, Zach. Yeah, he didn't say for sexual satisfaction. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Interesting, Zach, interesting. This one's a weird one. Uh, I don't understand where this question would have come from, but he feels the need to mention it. I've never been called a savior or a patron saint. What? That's not a frequently asked question. That's such bullshit. People, I know, right? No one, no one, no one ever came up to him and said that. He, he just, he's just like, um, <clears throat> another uh, question I get all the time is, no, I'm not the most handsome man on the entire planet. <laughs> no, I do not have the largest penis in the ghost hunting world. They don't call me the cum giver. <laughs> Despite plenty of evidence. (laughs) 
Jesus Christ. This is so self-serving. I'm loving this, yeah. I've never battled a zombie, ninjaed a ghoul, or rode a bull. Okay, so all three of these were in some fan fiction that fucking... What's her name? That little girl... <laughs> Bailey. 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 Bailey had a fucking like uh, some some like Angel Fire website, and she had a bunch. Of, <laughs> she was writing fan fiction about Zach. I will say with the phrase "ninjaed a ghoul," it does sound more like an Aaron Goodwin original <laughs> fan fiction than Zach looking super cool, totally ninjaed a ghoul. And I was like, "Oh, dude, he ninjaed him." Uh, the next one. I think will change. It could change how we refer to him forever. No. Because he says, I've never been referred to as, quote unquote, the Zack. Oh. It's because he wants to be called the Zack. That's exactly. why he put that out there because he's like, dude, man, I fucking love how like people <laughs> call Donald Trump the Donald. That's like, so powerful. It's so fucking cool. Why can't people just... I hate Baggins. It sounds like a fucking hobbit. I'm done with that shit. <laughs> just, just fucking call me call me the Zach. I just want people to start calling me Zach. Oh, hang on. No one's ever done that before. Yeah, no one's ever called me the Zach. No, no, I've never had that nickname. I didn't try to make that my name when I was a DJ at weddings. Certainly not. <laughs> Zach is back with the attack. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out to you live at 6 a.m. on the Las Vegas radio station. It's me, the Zach Attack. <laughs> um, and I've got Big Steppin' Goodwin here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Aaron farted again. Aaron's a fucking idiot. Boo. <laughs> oh, dude, you got me. Freaking wild. <laughs> oh, shit. It continues. I'm a great wingman. I doubt that. What a fucking asshole! He knows that's not true. I know. He knows that he, everyone knows that's not true. I can guarantee that Zach has been out at bars with Aaron Goodwin and Aaron post-divorce has had so many opportunities where, you know, a beautiful woman has seen this chubby, vulnerable, handsome, bald man. Super tall. He's got a great sense of humor. So many nuts in his pockets. And he's got the nuts in his heart where that's really what matters. He's got those big <laughs> swinging balls in his soul. And Zach has just been like, yeah, I'm going to be a great wingman here and I'm going to crush that pussy instead of Aaron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he doesn't know the difference between a wingman and a cock block. Yeah. <laughs> yes, every time I go out with my friends, I end up getting laid. I am a great wingman. I'm sorry. I just felt something touch me in this area here. <sighs> You're very beautiful. You're okay. Why don't you like men? He really wants to suck his own ass with these last three. Okay. <laughs> this is this is Zach just bending his Whew. nose right up into his butthole and just going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My biggest influences are the deceased people I meet. Oh God. Growing up, it was Ralph Waldo Emerson. <laughs> So what's the implication there? You read his fucking book and you were like, I've met a dead man. <laughs> like, or like, did he channel Ralph Waldo Emerson? What, what's the deal there? Yeah, apparently he met him. Wounded veterans choke me up. 
Oh my god, shut the fuck up, Zach. Where were you when they weren't yeah. passing this fucking bill in the Senate? Yeah. Where, where were you? Fucking John Stewart was out there screaming his ass off for 15 years trying to get this to happen. Where the fuck were you, Zach? Eric, he was crying too hard. <laughs> he was too choked up. He was far too choked up to get out there and uh, make any moves with his money or his clout. That's a slap, Bill. That's that's a hard slap. <laughs> that's not a touch. <laughs> Animal cruelty is the shame of mankind. Okay, well, he's not wrong, but, like, also... That's not a fast fact about Zach. No! No, it's not! <laughs> That's an opinion of Zach. It's not a fast fact about Zach. The tattoos? Sure. Him being a good wingman, that's kind of going to opinion, but maybe. Uh, fast facts about Zach. Uh, Natalie Portman is pretty hot. Yeah, fast facts about <laughs> Zach. Slavery, not great. Wow. <laughs> Could have done without it. Oh, God. Fucking Zach. What a beautiful man. I'm, I'm so glad that, uh, that we know so much more about the Zach. Now, we have to talk about the Zach's experience in Vulture Mine. They are being brought through this location. It's got a number of places. They have the Assayer's office where they stored and processed the gold from the mines. They got the Bordello. They've got the Bordello, home of Mexican Rita. Mexican Rita, <laughs> come to the stage. <laughs> oh, yeah. He dropped the soiled doves in there. Because oh, yeah. he's, learned, he's learned the lingo. That's right. Yeah, these soiled doves, they're crannies. <laughs> Unperturbed. He can't. He knows that he can't drop too many blam jams in this episode because he doesn't want to offend Mexican Rita or any of the other soiled doves. And... My question to you, Eric Hoofnagel, from this uh, brothel scene is he drops the uh, huh, Mexican Rita coming to the stage voice. I mean, he's from Vegas. Yeah, and he started as a DJ. What's the over-under that he got his start <gasps> in strip clubs? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> you know, he wouldn't have lasted very long, though, because, like, any money he got would have just gone right to the fucking stage <laughs> he would he would just like he'd wait for his his like them to hand his money over and he'd be like uh, okay okay and he'd like run to the stage <laughs> come here come here look at me look at me look at me look at me look at my body look at my body touch me touch touch me how you think you want to be touched did you have you felt touch before i wanted to feel that touch touch or me. or 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 did he strip <sighs> No, we saw him in the documentary. He was a thin life boy who looked like he was an AV geek. But we don't know what happened between then and when he got his show on Travel Channel. Because when he got his show on Travel Channel, he was built. This is true. He could have had an interesting couple years. Why did he get so built? What was he doing? And what was his stripper name? Well, we know it's, it's the Zack Attack. That's what he has said. He would rip off his tearaway pants. He's like, I hope you ladies are ready for the Zack attack. He's the only stripper whose fucking stripper name is his actual name. Of course. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> do you think do you think Zach Bagans would re would brand himself anything other than Zach? He's like, so I need a I need a moniker. I need a different name. How about the <laughs> Zach? I've never been called that before. So I also think he may have been kicked out of DJing because he probably tried to slip in his own beats instead of like <laughs> cherry pie or whatever. <laughs> Once a night he would try that and the stripper would be just like, 
fucking Zach. What are you doing? <laughs> Just walk off this goddamn stage. Why are you playing EVPs while I'm trying to be sexy? I'm gonna kill you. As he's being pulled away, spy security is like, uh, check out Dark World. Uh, Dark World's coming out. It's coming out. It's about me. Yeah, check it out. Neurogenesis. 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 <laughs> Oh, uh, and then he had to start doing weddings, and the rest is history. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of history, let's make this episode history. Fucking. Herpershirt! Herpershirt! <laughs> I need a soft drinking whiskey. Yeah, you do. You're already slurring, and we haven't even gotten to the lockdown. <laughs> they got the generator building, which uh, the caretaker. Marty Hagen. Oh, I love old man Marty. Ooh, he's a classic old man. Baseball hat, that perfect old man white mustache. Yes. It just looks... Failure! It looks... <laughs> <laughs> Very Dale Diesel. <laughs> you failed! <laughs> Memories. He's leading them around. He's the caretaker. I'm not entirely sure what his job is other than like handing out the insurance paperwork for like scorpion stings and like keep making sure the anti-venom is on hand it's like the but, same as like the caretaker who fucking like took care of the like div, you know dilapidated old asylum you know it's like where what do you do here what do you do? Uh, all right, so what am I supposed to do? What happens if uh, a building's going to collapse? Like, I uh, just let it collapse. Yeah, I mean, like, they're all going to collapse. It's a ghost town. There's a big uh, scorpion nest. Um, should I take care of that? No, 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 no. Just sit. Just sit. <laughs> Your only job is to make sure the ghost hunters don't die. Oh, my God, dude. But I will say for Marty, the way he reacts when he tells his story about his ghost encounter, it's pretty compelling. And I was looking back towards the main engine. Mm -hmm. There was a voice behind me. I'm not free. I'm not free. I'm chilled down. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. Uh, and that experience shook him to his core like he starts almost crying and he's like shaking that's like that's like an old guy telling you about nom he's just he's, he's having like a hard time and zach is just really in his own as a a therapist clearly um zach has no ability to be around a man who's emotional because he's just like <laughs> Uh, it's it's okay. Uh, do you think they need help or something? God, I wish I wish Marty had just started full on bawling. Just <laughs> they're not free. <laughs> and then Zach's just like, uh. Marty goes in for a hug, and Zach like steps back. And he's like, okay, all right. Just arms straight to the side. Just okay, all right. You're gonna be fine. You see Zach's eyes flash, and you see like Aaron dart, dart over. <laughs> yeah, Aaron, Aaron. You, Zach like gingerly lifts Marty's arms from his waist. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Let's take a big, let's take a big step over here and just like talk about it. Let's just take a big old step right over here. And now we do. 
Two big steps with the boots one on. Step, I think Marty gets fed up with Zach by the end of him trying to ask really dumb questions because Marty tells the story at the glory hole, Waka Waka, where that's where the miners... Uh, apparently collapsed the mind from greed. I never, I never like a sentence that includes glory hole and miners. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, digging too deep. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Marty is like, I just feel like they haven't been released. And then Zach drops a question that I think it even outpaces as far as stupidity. The what do you mean no teeth question from Penhurst <laughs> State School? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because he says, uh, do you mean they're spirits? Oh my god. Which like Marty can only shrug and open his fucking arms in the universal, like, well fucking yeah, duh. What else could I mean? Are you guys ghost hunters or what? What do you want from me? What else could that possibly refer to, Zach? Like, it's over a hundred years ago. Their physical bodies literally don't exist anymore. <laughs> no, Zach, I'm talking about their skeletons. <laughs> their skeletons are not free. You're going to want to use a bludgeoning weapon in case the skeletons do get free because they have <laughs> They are resistance. immune to pointy weapons. <laughs> Piercing damage does nothing. Piercing damage. I'm sorry. If you're trying to use your poison tip daggers, it's all bludgeon, a warhammer, mm. even a shield bash will do them in. Oh, a shield bash would be great, especially <laughs> if you have a little bit of silver on there. Silver does wonders against a skeleton. Just saying, okay? <laughs> if you find the mage that is animating their skeleton, if you kill the mage, all the skeletons fall at once. Just saying. Big tip for Mark. But you still get the same amount of gold as you would before. You get a little bit more XP if you kill all the skeletons and then the mage. You're going to want to farm those skeletons for a while until you start running out of your uh, your health potions. Just know that the silvered weapon does have a 25 endurance, okay? So you're going to get about through 10 skeletons before you're going to want to fast travel back in town, visit the blacksmith, <laughs> take some of the gold you put. Trust me, it's going to be worth the return on investment, oh, okay? Oh, man. <laughs> Christ. Get those nerds! Nerd! Nerd! Kim Mann, the other paranormal investigator who is uh, girthy enough to be the lead investigator of Spectre, uh, <laughs> she heard a voice say, you're gonna die. And it's pretty good. If, it's, it, pretty if good. it's genuine, it's fucking scary as shit. And do you know the way out? Both of those are pretty good. It's one of those weird things where it's like, they're both kind of better than most of the EVPs they get on the episode. No, it always it's always the case. Whenever they get a third party EVP, it's always really good. And that's why I'm very skeptical. Well, it's one of those things where it's like, what are you using that's so much better than the fucking Gak gear? The Gak are using fucking the tiniest little memo recording devices. I'm donning my fedora. <laughs> Just for a Ooh, second. Yes. Mm -hmm. With the fedora on, I say, shitty equipment means more glitches, means more fucked up shit, means more uh, uh, paranormal activity. And then I take the, the 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 hat off and I say, maybe because they are so bad, they allow more interference from 
the paranormal. Fedoras are awesome. Yes. Fedoras are awesome. Fedoras are awesome. Mine's better. Fedoras are awesome. You, you, there's, there's the other uh, location, which is the hanging tree. Oh, yeah. The hanging tree, which has the most cowboy shit. Oh, hanging them on their tiptoes. Until they give out and they have to drop themselves. Oh, that's so fucked. I also don't know, man. Like, you, wouldn't you get tired of the person screaming? Again, this is something out of legend. Yeah. Not necessarily confirmed. It's true. That's cruel and unusual. Like, the whole point of hanging is that it's supposed to give people a quick death. Right. Like, I know the Old West is supposed to be brutal, but they could have also just shot them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but, but by golly, a bullet costs a whole penny. <laughs> And I don't earn that for another for another three days. That's right. That's why we we just let them dance around on their tiptoes, and then we toss their bodies out into the. I mean, that's that sounds pretty fucking cool. Toss their bodies just out into the desert, but then you just have a corpse. <laughs> what the fuck? That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> It sounds cool in that cowboy way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like, like it's 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 the establishing shot, and it's like panning over like a, a fucking skeleton with a cowboy hat on, and there's like a yeah. lizard that like crawls out of its eye hole, and you're and it's like Vulture City, a city full of sin and decadence and corruption. There was murders, rapes. There was no trial. You were hung. Right there by a vigilante committee. They hung you. They're talking to this woman, D. D. Roberts. D-E-E. -E, just D. D. Roberts. We get another one of the classic fucking stories of mm -hmm. that you hate so much of mm -hmm. a paranormal investigator being thrown across a room. Mm -hmm. and, and we've got no video, no audio, nothing. Um, but then, you know, Zach does get a little shove out of it. Zack is back on the attack. The Zack is here to get shoved by whatever woman who will put their hands on him. <laughs> That's right. Come and touch me over here. I can feel you. We, we have the haunted bromance between Zack and this investigator. You mean at the schoolhouse with Kale? Kale! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Yes. You know what kind of school he went to, and it wasn't public. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I would know. Frequently asked questions about Eric Hoofnagel. Yeah, no, I never went to public school. I know. <laughs> the, hey, my name's Kale. These are my brothers, Kason and Kiefer and uh, Heartstone. <laughs> uh, came a little bit later. <laughs> Heartstone is a gray sexual. Um, uh, they they love um, uh, fucking. Oh, I've got nothing. <laughs> okay. Stop me there, please. No, it's it's staying in. No. <laughs> oh, you baby spit take. God fucking damn. Now it has to stay in. <laughs> The second episode in a row, you got me to spit take you. Trying, trying to make fun of hippies, and I and I lost. I don't have anything. I got nothing. It's because you're doing done, 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 done. Damn it! Wow, wow, Joel! Wow, Yosemite Sam! Rasser, rasser, rasser! Butter spitting as a 
trap around me! So fucking Kale and Zach are are just like vibing in this wet haunting now. The rain is coming. Yeah, and they start doing the EVP recording. And dude, Kale is right on on point, man. He knows the questions to ask. He knows how to be quiet. He and Zach obviously share a connection. There's even a moment where Kale's like I just feel like this electricity in the air and yes. Zach looks over he's like, "Me too." Oh my god, me too. Bro! And then they start aggressively just like fucking sucking each other's dicks. Just like, oh my god, Kale! <laughs> oh, I want to get that leafy stem Dude, in my fucking bro, mouth. Bro, oh. you are so fucking good, bro. That's so fucking cool, bro. You feel the same way as me, dude. Come here. Come here. <laughs> Singer with another investigator, and we're just standing here. It's a weirdness in the air right now, in here and I can't explain it. It's like the electricity feeling, like yeah. electrical fe- feeling, crazy chills. So do I. So do I. So after Kale and Zach share this electrifying moment, the boys realize they have to go back into town to get some plastic bags to cover all of their electronics with, because to be fair to them, they're in the desert. And they didn't quite expect there to be the storm of the fucking century. A fucking flash flood? Man, oh man. Are these guys fucking dumb, dumb? as shit <laughs> when it comes oh, to no. a fucking flash flood? Eric, my, my notes as written were, this is the closest we've actually ever been to watching one of the boys die on camera. Or all three at once. Jesus Christ. Which is doubly funny because of the clip that I found and sent to you. Oh, I love it so much because it's them preparing for what is to come. They literally went into town and got big old like hip waiter boots because they wanted to walk in the flood rivers. They thought that would make a cool shot. Aaron's vlog, we're just gearing up here, and there's a huge storm that hit. And we got the boots to prove it. Look at these things. These are awesome. Let's go walk through some rivers, Jay. Later that same evening. Are you serious? Also, man, that video, oh, first time we get to see some real big stepping. From oh. Aaron Goodwin, oh. the most beautiful big stepping. Yeah. Holy shit. And, God, we get so much in that video. I was like, why is this not in the episode? It's so good. It's like the perfect two minutes of Ghost Adventures. And yeah. it's only two minutes. They could have cut. You know what we didn't need? We didn't need D. Roberts pushing Zach. Who fucking cares? Cut that. Put the big step in. Oh, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, or, or Zach getting hit by the, the car door <laughs> and funny. blaming Aaron for what the wind did. Yeah, why were you holding the door? Because he was doing a big step, Zach. He was doing a big step. He was entertaining the people, Zach, unlike you. The boys are flouncing around in the floodwaters, almost assuredly getting to the point where they could have been killed, which would have been really funny. <laughs> I love these gentlemen, but there is nothing funnier to me when people do something that's so stupid and they get punished for it. Like anytime I hear about a tourist at Yellowstone 
who oh. goes up to a bison and is just like, I want a picture with it. I'm going to take a selfie. And then they get gored. I'm like, good. That's what should happen. <laughs> or they just, like, step into a geyser. <laughs> well, I wonder what it's like down. Oh! This, this is going to be great for the Instagram. <laughs> yeah, walking backwards. Yo, it's your boy. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> The scalding hot water they turn into like the fucking goop monster from Robocop. <laughs> Kill me! Uh, we are we are good people. I just think this is weird, guys. First of all, a cab cops show up, ruin everything, ruin all the fun. Trying to save these dumb boys' lives. In the first episode, we called it. We're like, we don't think Zach would like cops. And he's he's being a little bit like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember we were, like, we were like, oh, Aaron would definitely like cops. Like, I'm sure that Aaron was like, oh, well, they're doing their job, man. Aaron talked to them first and was like, hey, 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 guys, you know, I know I've been in this river and stuff, but that's just because they've been making me. Can you just say that we can't go forward? Look, dude, I got these boots. Look at what big steps I can take in these boots. <laughs> fucking look. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the fucking sobriety test right here. I'll take the sobriety test right here. Look at how big my steps are. He's just like big stepping around the cop car and they're like, uh, sir, that doesn't, that, doesn't mean, that doesn't mean anything to us personally. Um, we're going to ask you to stop, sir. Stir. Uh, sir, you're going to have to uh, shorten your steps. There's, those steps are a bit too big. <laughs> sir, sir, stop. Sir. Turn your steps! Down on the ground! Freeze! Freeze the big steps! This is how Ghost Adventures crew gets locked down. I can't wait to get locked in here. I'm just pumped. You guys pumped? Yeah. Let's go get this started. I'm nervous. No! The boys get left out by some PA. Zach is like, okay, you have to drive away now. Leave us stranded. And, the, and he he drops a brother... Like he tried, he's flo- this is obviously the first time he's really tried to say that on camera and he's not comfortable with it. He's also manic as shit. Because oh, yeah. first oh, yeah. he's carrying, he's got his fucking cap gun. And then, <laughs> and then the guy drives off and he's like, he starts doing the whole like the bit where he's like, oh no, don't leave us. Whoa. And then he turns around and he lets out a woo oh, that yeah. blows out his mic. Zach's woo is like basically his his Howard Dean scream. It's just it's so over the top. Also, also that woo, that's going on the soundboard. That's going oh, yeah. on the soundbook. Ah! <laughs> yes. So excited for this one. They start in the old caretaker's house. Dude, yeah. Okay, so, like, s- suddenly there's a new location. Like, yeah. so they, they introduced all the cool locations. They're like, here's the hanging tree. Here's the old fucking prospector's house. Here's where Mexican Rita sucked a lot of dick. And then, <laughs> suddenly, they're just visiting old Marge's house yeah. <laughs> that she, like, abandoned, and it's full of all her stuff, Fucking that that part that's creepy shit. It just it is only because it's out in the desert in the middle of nowhere and her name is Marge, but it gave me big large Marge oh, vibes. Definitely. Yeah. Like she's gonna appear from behind. And the corpse looked like <laughs> this. <laughs> the problem with this location is it is a ghost town, as Zach says fucking ten times, which means 
every wall is filled with scorpions and snakes and animals. There's coyotes. However, at least, at least you know that there's no people. Sure, nature's out there trying to kill Zack as usual. Yeah. But there's no, like, there's no random-ass fucking juggalos hiding out in the walls. Yeah, there is not a single hatchet man painted on any of those walls because no juggalos can afford enough gas money to get out there. <laughs> a 70-mile trip is just a little too fucking much. Oh, uh, what do you mean they don't have Fago in Arizona? Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> uh... So, so Zach pulls out their brand new EMF detector, which he's so excited that it works with AC and DC. It's fun that it's like for this episode where they happen to have been near a thunderstorm where they're like, okay, now we have an EMF detector that can't be interfered by anything except for the Earth's geomagnetic field. It can't be affected by thunderstorms or solar storms. It oh, can... my God. Also, what a bunch of shit. I mean, I know it looks exactly the same, but trust us, it's different. It's got a two on fucking it. Fucking Chapel told me, dude. He fucking told me to my face. He said it's brand new. Chapel's just, like, scratching twos in the back of all of his original <laughs> EMF detectors. <laughs> it's fine. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be $500. <laughs> This one was a lot harder to build. It required more precious crystals. Oh, the 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 tuning of the crystals in the EMF detector. Let me tell you, it took me about thirty thousand man hours just to perfect it. Okay, I had to lay them all out for many nights uh, to lunar charge. Oh yeah, uh, under yeah. the and full moon. And trust me, to find a time where there are no solar storms, uh, Mercury is not in retrograde, and there were no menstruating women nearby. Oh, yeah, no women allowed. That's one of the biggest things why there can't be women on ghost hunts because, you know, they start bleeding and the ghosts are like, ew, gross. And who knows what they'll do? They'll start a war. Why don't you like men? Then they go out to the hanging tree where Zack climbs up it and busts out the spooky speaking spell. But it's the ovulus. He's got his ovulus. He's got his gun. He's fully strapped. It's one of those, like, spooky speaking spell sessions where they get, like, half the words make sense and the other half don't. Where they get, like, tied, running, judge. Yeah, and I mean, that's all pretty good. Judge. Judge. Do they want Cable. And it said judged, like they were being judged. Pray. You prayed? Did you pray when you were tied up with a cable? Pretty good. It's pretty, 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 pretty good. They go to the assayer's office next, and on the way in, they hear footsteps that we don't hear, mm-hmm. and Aaron starts taking fucking charge because he sees a shape in the window he's the one that chart aaron is like got big energy in this where he's just like fuck yeah i'm in charge i'm taking control he absorbed all the all the big step and energy out of those big ass boots he put on obviously the era of the big step has begun because aaron is shushing zach he's making calls he is taking control of the situation and he is getting good evidence now we do! Big steps! Fuck around with us! Big steps! 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 Big ste
Huh, I'm beast stepping. It's another episode where, where Nick is taking a massive backseat. Yeah, I can't think of a single thing that Nick does except for at the assayer's office. One of the things they get, he climbs into the vault and he gets a, a pretty good EVP that says, take the gold. Yeah. Other than that, Nick does fuck all. And I hope Nick and Zach are doing okay. As they get into the assayer's office, one of the first things that happen is the rock. Hit your smile. Is cooking. Are you trying to arm us? As you hear this big clack clack as something comes through the quote unquote window and smacks Nick in the back of the leg, and no one wants to talk to him about his experience. Um, Joel, you might notice something that's sitting on my head. That's a fedora. <gasps> oh no. And you might notice something on my side strapped to me. That is my katana of reason. And I am prepared to pull this out because Zach is the only one that no one is filming. Yeah. And they cut to his POV and it shakes right before the sound. That boy threw a fucking rock. Sing! Cut across the two sides of the screen, slide opposite directions across Aaron's goober fucking face. We also get followed up with that with the worst EVPs, where Zach built, mm-hmm. brings out some silver dollars and they get EVPs that are supposed to say get out and leave, but are literally like just audio interference where like somebody's moving a cable. Yeah, it's not great. No, the EVPs are so weak in this episode. Zach gets a pretty funny one though that it does sound like it says I want your money. (laughs) (laughs) It's it sounds like an old lady on the price is right. Like, that's right. I want your money. (laughs) I'm Ray. I want your money. It's a spirit attachment that they don't actually realize it's there. It's Ray the unbalanced ghost. Oh no, Ray the unbalanced. Oh my God, what an epic ghost. It wasn't a rock, it was Ray just falling over next to them. Have you even beaten Ray the unbalanced in Elden Ring? (laughs) Yeah, that's a side quest. I haven't gone back there. It's really hard. It's really hard. Everyone talks about Melina being so hard, but Ray the unbalanced. Every Every time you think you've beaten him, he falls down. You think he's dead, but no, he's not dead. It fucking... Health bar goes right back to the top. Before they get to the bordello, they t- they put a seismic sensor in the assayer's office. Yeah, and they get and it's pretty good. This is actually some of the good evidence because yeah, they yeah. get the fucking boots that it goes off at the same time as they hear big steps. <laughs> I can't stop. I can't yeah. stop. But there's some big old steps going on and like a distant man screaming. And it's like, it's pretty good. And we're assuming that it's not Aaron 
Taking big steps. In his big old boots. We know that his steps would be big enough to make those 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 sensors go off from blocks away. Because he takes very oh, yeah. big steps. No, he is feeling his own in those thigh-high boots. I'm free! Well, this this brings us to a, a really one of my favorite parts of the episode. Yes, please, please which, go on. Uh is Zach firing his fucking gun. <laughs> Without any warning, like a goddamn child. Yep. As Nick, Scaring the only the time shit out of Nick. The only time Nick has is about to set up any fucking scene in this episode, and Zach is just like, nope, click, click, click. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you were trying to talk, Nick. Boom. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Let's take all your gold. If you don't come over here and stop me right now. <laughs> That's they do leave the bordello with getting a female cry sound, which Zach does have to wink at the audience. It was like, uh, maybe it was her with one of her clients, please. Mm. Okay, mm. so when I heard that, when he when he said that, I was like, okay, fuck off, Zach. And then I rewound it and I listened. And he's not wrong. No, no, it definitely sounds like a woman fucking and not crying. No, I mean, it's not wrong. We just know that Zach's a ghost fetishist and that he's just so excited. Like he's going to have Billy Tolley increase the volume on that and slow it down. So Zach can just like play it on a loop for one of his 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 beats that he's making in his dungeon. <laughs> yeah, I'm Zach and I make the ladies go. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's just like, how was that? And Zach's just like, it made uh, me come. Print it. Hey, Billy, can you get rid of some of the uh, static? I tried. Just fix it, Billy. Yes, Daddy. Yes, Daddy. Yes. <laughs> I want to be on the show. Yes, please. Yes, Daddy. Oh, fuck. What will happen next? I have no idea. Now they go over to the old schoolhouse, which is this is where things kind of pick up. They do leave Aaron alone. <laughs> and then... Zach gets his favorite EVP of the episode. Yeah. He just pulls out, like, the cool vice principal role. He was like, hey, man, I'm just saying, recess is oh, forever on me. You're going to have infinite recess. He's like, oh, what did I like as a kid? Uh, uh, infinity recess. We're going to do it That's forever right. if you just come over here. And touch this thing. <laughs> thank God he's pointing at a device. <laughs> If you just take the audio, it sounds a bit weird. So after he promises recess forever, they get a, a EVP that Zach and Billy Tolley high five over. It sounds like he, it's the fucking kid is calling him a bowling ball for being bald. Yeah, he, he says, "Hey, bowling ball, looking at you." That's like a, that is something like a little kid would say. Man, that's a that's a full sentence. They have often used Aaron as a trigger object in this show. And honestly, he gets some of the best evidence the most frequently. Yeah. He, when he's front and center, he does better on average than all of the rest of them. And that continues in this episode. Yeah. Because after he gets called a bowling ball from some kid who's oh fucking savagely burning him for being bald. Dude, this next one's so good. This is, this is the top tier. This is like... Of all four seasons of Ghost Adventures we've watched so far, this is upper echelon 
top five. It's up there with It's the God. It's up there with the mist at Sloth's Furnace. Oh, my God. Aaron goes back to the base camp, which is like the quote-unquote new schoolhouse where they've put all of their equipment, and the piano starts playing, and it's clear as fucking day. Yes! The piano just played in home base. Okay, if... It's... Hmm. Don't you do it. If if it were... If, I'm just saying, if it were still I see, strung, I see you going for your fedora. If, Don't if do it. If it were still strung, it is kind of... It's a Looney Tunes moment of a, of a mouse climbing over those strings. Yeah. But... But... But I don't I don't think that would be a little too coincidental. I think honestly like the the sounds do does sound like a kid fucking with like three notes on yes. a key on the keys and the keys themselves the fucking ghost boys all take turns aggressively slapping their hands all over it just like yep doesn't do his shit Dude, on it, it's it's crazy to me that Aaron may have captured one of the best bits of evidence, like they've ever gotten. And it's such an amazing way to end the episode. But unfortunately, they did end it on fucking Billy Tully's new haircut, which is oh. the most disgusting duck butt haircut <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. I was so excited when they cut over where I was like, oh, thank God. It's not Billy Tully. It's some other chubby fucking pastry white boy with like maybe like some Mormon they found with his like little like the front duck butt. Where he's like, oh, it's just some like sweet religious boy fresh from the convent. Random tech. But no, he's gotten rid of his fucking mohawk and he's gone with the smallest mohawk he can get, which is right on the front of his head. I didn't think that I could be more viscerally disgusted (laughs) by looking at a human being. Oh my god! Dude, I swear this show is just going to become about how much we hate Billy Tully. Because once he ends up on the show, you're you're gonna need a fucking bin next to you. Billy Tully makes me want to die. I hate looking at him. I hate his his side profile <laughs> is one of the worst things. And the Mohawk was terrible. Oh, but this duck butt. No. Who convinced him that was a good idea? Uh, Cut that off. It's horrible. God, dude. And I mean, what year do you think this was? 2012 or something. Oh, no. You could maybe get away with that back in 1999 with a puka, sh- puka shell necklace. You just don't know shit. You're wearing like the same kind of sunglasses they have in like Steal My Sunshine. That is like the perfect time for that haircut. I feel like any moment now we're going to see him with like cornrows. Eric, I have to be honest, I'm I'm in this podcast for life. But there is one eventuality where I might have to quit on the spot. And if I have to look at Billy Tully with cornrows, I am throwing 
all of my equipment away. I am never turning on Don't my television you dare, again. Because it might I am happen. I'm moving into the woods. No, it might happen, dude. I can't. I can't <laughs> handle a reality Man, where that was real. It's either that or some like white dreads, like Ugh. the fucking lead singer of Corn. Oh God. <laughs> It's disgusting. <laughs> I don't. I don't like this. I don't feel good right now. I don't either. I have a stomach ache. To be honest with you. Hold on, hold on. We ha we have to mention one other thing because Zach gives Billy a little pat on the back and he closes his eyes and gives a little gasp because Daddy touched him. He's like, oh, "Yes, Daddy. Yes, Daddy. I do all the editing, Daddy. Oh, Daddy. I have pictures of you on my wall, Daddy. Oh, Daddy, Daddy. daddy. He has pictures of Zach on his fucking walls." <laughs> It's not his. Is it? Is it his walls? It's his studio. He could choose oh, what to put there. No. Well, okay. So one one thing, one thing before we close out that I found kind of interesting was that they uh -huh. all mentioned that ghosts speak faster than normal. Yeah. Which when they play back the uh hay bowling ball looking at you at a mm -hmm. like at like a quarter like a a quarter less speed at like 75% speed or something it sounds so much more real and it makes a lot of sense because there's so many evps where they where it speaks too fucking fast to be normal and that's that's pretty cool that's weird as shit I do think that's really interesting. Uh, it's unfortunate that Billy Tully had to deliver that news because every time he opens his mouth, I want to die. I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. I'm out. Sure, I'm out. Get out! I'm out. I'm out. Good idea. Great idea. We've had a really strong run of fun episodes this season. And mm -hmm. this is the first one that I was just kind of lukewarm about. Like, the evidence was pretty fun. <laughs> like, up until the end where Aaron got the piano, I was just oh, like, yeah. eh. Like, seeing the boys almost die in a flash flood was pretty fun. I expected more from this location. Um, first of all, I thought they were going to actually go down into a mine. Yeah. And that would have been so scary and cool. But, yeah, you're right. Like, for the most part, it's not a good episode at least like evidence wise um but then yeah the end totally uh redeems it honestly because i they did end again two episodes in a row with billy tolly's fucking face <laughs> it deducts some points it deducts some points and makes me want to get to the challenge even more because i is Ooh. fucking time to challenge zach oh. bagans uh, to come fight us in the dark. <laughs> you are fired up. I'm mad. <laughs> this is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I would be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. What we really learned from this episode is that Zach will do whatever it takes to get to the location of the lockdown. Ooh. He will face nature, he'll face hardship, 
he will go through the valley of the shadow of death to get to his fucking lockdown. Because that's money. That's right. So, I'm going to pitch to him one location that they've never been to, but is definitely haunted. It's a place where many, many, many people have died. Its location is so far away from anything. There's no way you're going to get any interference from animals, people, fucking cities, no car lights coming by. No. I'm going to suggest that the lockdown happens at the peak of Mount Everest. <laughs> and I'm going to send Zach on the way to try to get to that lockdown. And I don't think I'm going to have to worry about him ever again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he will be one of the uh, many hundreds of corpses. You bring his crew. Oh, my God. He's going to, like, have a bunch of people who've never climbed a mountain before. Yeah. But have definitely picked up EVPs before. I think uh, I love this challenge because Aaron is now co-lead investigator. So I think the person who would be their actual Sherpa up the mountain actually schlepping the gear would be Billy Tully which would increase the likelihood that he would be fucking dead. So I think I have to get, put my full force behind this challenge so that Billy Tolley ends up as a spiky popsicle halfway up Everest. Oh, His fuck. corpse left never to ever be picked up again because nobody fucking cares. It's just snow and his little <laughs> little tip of his fucking mohawk sticking out yeah. with icicles on it. Yeah, a hundred years later, somebody goes up and like brushes some snow aside. It's like, oh, what is this black spiky frozen protrusion? It's just his little duck butt. <laughs> they they just like they just like brush off the snow and like like the fucking mummies that they find in the snow, they see his face and they go, ooh, no. Ooh, no no no. <laughs> oh God, that's Billy Tully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, just leave it. Leave it. Don't want to even look at it. <laughs> Mine is very different. Yeah, I'm sure. But I don't think there's anything that's this, that's even close to challenging Zach to climb Mount Everest. I think he will really appreciate the chance to get out of town <laughs> after mine. Because I feel like I want to uh, have him put his money where his fucking mouth is. What I want for Zach, because what he revealed in this episode is that he can't physically or emotionally handle being around an old man who is crying. So I want Zach to put his money where his mouth is. I want him to challenge. I want to challenge him to volunteer at like a veterans, uh, like support group <laughs> where the whole night oh my God. is people who have suffered the horrors of war. <laughs> breaking down and Zach has to lead the conversation as, as some gentleman's oh. like and then I saw my buddy and I, I tried to pick him up and his his arm just turned to fucking ash in my hand <laughs> and Zach is just like um God. so do you think his oh. um his spirit is still 
there. He's like, oh, God, I fucking hope. Oh, I hope Johnny's resting in peace. Zach, you got to tell me, is he okay? Um, um. <laughs> Let me uh, turn on this fucking broken radio. Yeah, uh, maybe we can do an EVP session. You know what happened to me when my radio <laughs> broke? I lost half my platoon to Danae. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, Joel? <laughs> this is great. Because in this support group, I'm going to plant some people who lost their teams on Everest. Oh. <laughs> and it's going to plant the idea That's in right. Zacky Boy's head. <laughs> and while all these people are crying and having a hard time, Zach is going to be building up a plan. A plan that might be his very end. Because he's going to need to focus on anything else as he can't, as he's sweating. He's sweating so much that even the <laughs> ice spiker can't keep his hair in place. <laughs> ice spiker. When they find Billy Tully um, on Everest, he's going to become the new uh, emblem for the ice spiker. Yeah, 50 years later, ice spiker is like, after climate change, a lot of things on Everest <laughs> melted, but Ice Spiker still staying strong. And you just see his desiccated corpse. Just, it's just his skull with the mohawk. <laughs> the mohawk is still there. Fucking sick, bro. <laughs> uh, that's the app. Is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. Dance floor is yours. Show yourself. Next episode, Eric Hoofnagel and Witches and Warlocks. I have good news. Oh, really? Get ready to strap on in. Put your aviators on because we're going on the highway to the danger zone. Because <laughs> next episode, Zach Bagans and crew put on their flight suits and jump aboard the aircraft carrier of the USS Hornet. They pretend to be soldiers, and it's really offensive to every living person that's ever served, which is on theme for what we just talked about. Man, talk about a fucking trigger object. <laughs> Stolen Valor. Yeah. Stolen Valor is going to be it, man. Mm-hmm. So Witches Warlocks, oh, shit. get ready for that. And Eric Hoofnagel, I... I love you. I love you back, bro. My bro. My bro. My, br my bruddy. Yeah, my bruddy. Yeah, bruddy. I love you. <laughs> Fuck, I am right. so wet. All right, all you witches and warlocks out there. Thank you so much for listening. Eric and I, we really appreciate it. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and iTunes by searching Come Fight Me in the Dark or at CFMITD. You can check out our Patreon for exclusive bonus content like our continued Paranormal Challenge series. Come fight me in the dark after dark for all the stuff that's too hot for the pod. And new skits, and that's at CFMITD as well. Send us an email at comefightmeinthedark at gmail.com with any questions, stories, and fan art. We, we love hearing from you. So thank you so much for listening, and have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>